April 12th through April 18th. Monday, April 12th. Elizabeth is having a very difficult time. She's been going through a great amount of trauma. She's likely to lose everything in her house. We talked about processing grief. I call it saltwater therapy. Looking at what is lost in Pennsylvania as if she's gone through a fire. She is very actively looking for a house. Tuesday, April 13th. Elizabeth needed me to take Avery to school. Just as I got home, Dr. Ferber called, and I was able to add my sister Rosie to the call. Then my sister Racy came. It was a good visit. But in the middle of it, Mayo Clinic called, and they gave me an appointment. It opened up a lot of conversation. The appointment is for Thursday. The evening was full. Abigail and her family came. Elizabeth and her family, Faith, and they all came for dinner to discuss what to do about this appointment and how to proceed. April the 14th, Wednesday. The day began with tension and the question, who will go with me to Mayo Clinic? Faith came and worked on helping me pay bills. Abigail came and packed my bags. Rosie got here around four o'clock and we left. I thought Steve would sleep, but instead he rallied giving Rosie directions on how to get to the freeway. He stayed awake for the whole trip. We got to the hospital at 1 a.m. Steve was awake all night. He was very distracted. He had hallucinations. He kept trying to open all the doors, and one door was a balcony. The night was hard and long. April the 15th, it was hard to wake Steve up. And when I was dressing him, he fell backwards. Rosie helped me to get him up. I had a difficult time holding back my tears as we went to see Dr. Messia. I was grateful for an hour-long consultation and tests, and he felt that he would be able to answer questions. Steve had an MRI, a lumbar puncture. Dr. Dave came to talk to me. He is the doctor you see when you have CJD, the terminal illness that Steve was diagnosed with. He doesn't believe that that's what Steve has. He talked to me about research because Steve has something that is so mystifying. Friday the 16th, I slept all night. Steve is no longer able to stand on his own. When I woke up, two nurses were turning him on the bed. When they came to take him for the MRI, they put him in a sling. After his MRI, they gave him a PET scan. It, he was gone for a couple of hours, and so I went to the hotel. In the afternoon, they told me that they, they wanted to do a brain biopsy. Someone else came to me and asked if I would be willing to donate his brain. And they talked to me about how they wanted to do an 
autopsy after he died, I went to the whiteboard and I wrote, We live our life like a tale that is told. Teach us, Lord, to number our days. I didn't sleep that night. I, I thought I had made a terrible, terrible mistake. My initial plan was, once I had been given a terminal diagnosis, was that Steve would stay home and be surrounded by his family and that I would not put him through any pain that was unnecessary. And now here I was at this hospital, this research hospital, and they were telling me that the gold standard was a brain biopsy, that that was how they could tell what was going on inside his brain. And yet I had also been told that it would very possibly kill him. So how much how much importance did I place on finding out what was killing my husband? I decided then that I would take Steve home. We planned to put Steve Saturday, April the 17th. We planned to put Steve on a pilot plane and take him home. I did not want to deny my children time with their father. It was settled. I was waiting. My bags were packed. I had told the neurologist my decision. And then a new neurologist came in with hope. And for the first time, there were answers and not just questions. And there was hope, hope for recovery. There was also pressure. Would this surgery kill him? What was I to do? But all I could think of was walk in the light that you've been given. Again, I wrote on the whiteboard, teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart full of wisdom. April the 18th, Steve hallucinated all day. I'm so glad there is something that they can do. I am grateful that everything is open for tomorrow because there's a chance. I am seeing drastic changes. My prayer is, dear God, let him live for tomorrow.